Hi everyone, welcome to another episode here on Things Holy and Sweet. Today we are going to close chapter 6 which is called the book of nature and uh, the title subtitle that we are starting with is called point from nature to nature's God." the children need to be given lessons that will nurture in them courage to resist evil point them from nature to nature's God, and they will thus become acquainted with the creator how can I best teach my children to serve and glorify God? Should be the question occupying the minds of parents. If all heaven is interested in the welfare of the human race, should not we be diligent to do all in our power from, for the welfare of our children? Nature study strengthens the mind. The glory of God is displayed in his handiwork. Here are mysteries that the mind will become strong in searching out. Mm. Minds that have been amused and abused by reading fiction may in nature have an open book and read truth in the works of God around them. Mm. Wow, as I go reading this chapter, uh, especially this last sentence, talking about how fiction reading amuse and abuse minds that is such a deep deep truth and I still need time to chew and ponder upon it as to how do fiction um, book or stories affect the mind but here if you have or your children have been involved immersed in these kinds of readings here she is recommending that in nature there will be some kind of um, remedy to the mind or may find themes for study in the simple leaf of the forest tree the spires of grass covering the earth with a green velvet carpet the plants and flowers the stately trees of the forest the lofty mountains the granite rocks the restless ocean the precious gems of light studying the heavens to make the night beautiful the exhaustless riches of the sunlight the solemn glories of the moon the winter's cold the summer's heat the changing recurring seasons in perfect order and harmony controlled by infinite power here are the subjects which call for deep thought for the stretch of the imagination i appreciate that she went on to actually list the elements of natures you know sometimes we will be working in nature like what does she mean by nature but it goes it moves from anything that god created really the rocks the insects the plant the seasons the changes of seasons all of that are the things that she is calling us to to ponder upon as we work with our young ones and again she said that nature should point to god's nature's god you know if the frivolous and pleasure-seeking will allow their minds to dwell upon the real and true 
the heart cannot but be filled with reverence and they will adore the God of creation. The contemplation and study of God's character as revealed in his created works will open a field of thought that will draw the mind away from low, debasing, enervating amusements. The knowledge of God's works and ways we can only begin to obtain in this world. The study will be continued throughout eternity. God has provided for man subjects of thought which will bring into activity every faculty of the mind. Hmm. Hmm. I like this sentence so much because it's telling us that the nature of God, you know, the nature that God has created is filled with elements, you know, that will touch or activate every faculty of the mind. So the brain, our mind, and their complexity in nature lies things, subjects, elements that will entertain all the elements of our mind. We may read the character of our creator in the heavens above and the earth beneath, filling the heart with gratitude and thanksgiving. Every nerve and sense will respond to the expressions of God's love in his marvelous works. Nature and the Bible were Jesus' textbooks. Jesus' education was gained from heaven-appointed sources, from useful work, from the study of the scriptures, from nature, and from experiences of life, God's lesson books, full of instruction to all who bring to them the willing hand, the seeing eye, and the understanding heart. His intimate acquaintance with the scriptures show how diligently his early years were given to the study of God's word. And spread out before him was a great library of God's created works. He who had made all things studied the lessons which his own hand had written in earth and sea and sky. Apart from the unholy ways of the world, he gathered stores of scientific knowledge from nature. He studied the life of plants and animals and the life of man. From his earliest years, he was possessed of one purpose. He lived to bless others. For this, he found resources in nature, new ideas of ways and means flashed into his mind as he studied plant life and animal life. Thus to Jesus, the significance of the word and the works of God was unfolded as he was trying to understand the reason of things. Heavenly beings were his attendants and the culture of holy thoughts and communings was his. From the first dawning of intelligence, he was constantly growing in spiritual grace and knowledge of truth. Every child may gain knowledge of, G of um, 
Sorry. Every child may gain knowledge as Jesus did. As we try to become acquainted with our Heavenly Father through His Word, angels will draw near. Our minds will be strengthened. Our character will be elevated and refined. The next subtitle, which is the last one for this chapter, is called Letter Used by Him in His Teaching. The great teacher brought his his hearers in contact with nature, that they might listen to the voice which speaks in all created things. And as their hearts became tender and their minds receptive, he helped them to interpret the spiritual teaching of the sins upon which their eyes rested, the parables by means of which he loved to teach lessons of truth, show how open his spirit was to the influences of nature, and how he delighted to gather the spiritual teaching from the surroundings of daily life. The birds of the air, the lilies of the field, the sower and the seed, the shepherd and the sheep, with these, Christ illustrated immortal truth. He drew illustrations also from from the events of life, facts of experience familiar to the hearers, the leaven, the hid treasure, the pearl, the fishing net, the lost coin, the prodigal son, the houses on the rock and the sand. In his lessons, there was something to interest every mind, to appeal to every heart. Thus the daily task, instead of being a mere round of toil, bereft of higher thoughts, was brightened and uplifted by constant reminders of the spiritual and the unseen. So we should teach. Let the children learn to see in nature an expression of the love and the wisdom of God. Let the thought of him be linked with bird and flower and tree. Let all things seen become to them. Um, let all things seen become to them the interpreters of the unseen, and all the events of life be a means of divine teaching. As they learn thus to study the lessons in all created things and in all life's experiences show that the same laws which govern the things of nature and the events of life are to control us, that they are given for our good and that only in obedience to them can we find true happiness and success. And that is where our chapter 6 concludes today which was entitled The Book of Nature. I hope that it has given you a new perspective to nature and how useful it can be as we try to instill in the minds of our young ones their creator and also scientific knowledge thank you for listening to this episode and i welcome you and invite you to tune in in our past uh, recordings of this book and other stories and also Uh, stay tuned for the next chapters and episodes thank you